Welcome back to our third Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection for the week, and we are working our way through part two of Psalm 35. And uh, if you remember yesterday, we talked about how the believer processes uh, difficulties in life, affliction, pain, hardship. And this morning, what I'd like to do is answer the question, well, how does the believer process the vulnerabilities of life? And we're going to answer that question with the simple answer, they trust God. They walk by faith. And part of that trusting God and walking by faith is asking God to work. It's prayer. And so I'd like us to pick up in verse 19, and we'll read our way through the rest of the psalm. And then we're going to dig into this concept of learning to trust God. It says, Let not them that are my enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with their eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace but they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they opened their mouth wide against me and said, Aha, aha, or I hath seen it. This thou hast seen, O Lord, keep not silence. O Lord, be not far from me. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even unto my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness. And let not them rejoice over me. Let them not be, let them not say in their heart, ah, so would we have it. Let them not say we have swallowed him up. Let them not be ashamed and let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Now, again, our question is, how does the believer process vulnerability? Well, I'd like to answer that by looking at how David responded in these verses. In verse one, he prays, plead my cause with those who strive against me, fight against them that fight against me. In verse two, he says, take hold of shield and buckler and stand to my help. In verse four, he says, let them be confounded that speak, uh, that seek after my soul. Verse five, let them be as chaff before the wind. Verse six, let their way be dark and slippery. Verse 17, how long will you look on? Rescue my soul from their destruction. Verse 19, let them be let them that are mine enemies, let them not wrongfully rejoice over me. David uses analogies like, go to war and defend me. Uh, turn their twisted ways against them. Let the light turn to darkness. Let uh, this, this uh, attack that they're bringing against me, let it blow away like chaff in the wind. He's pleading with God to work. He believes God can do it. And then we see in verses 9 and 10 that he expresses confidence. He says, my soul shall be joyful. My bones shall say uh, to the Lord who is likened to thee. Verse 18, he says, Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my soul. I will give thee thanks. I will praise thee among much people. Verse 28, my, my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness. What is David expressing? Well, he's saying, I feel vulnerable. I'm crying out to you, and I have confidence that you're going to work on my behalf. What, what is that? That's learning to walk by faith. And walking by faith is something that 
It's 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 an essential component to vibrant and healthy Christian Christian living. And I think one of the greatest examples of a text that talks about walking by faith is not just a verse, but the entire chapter, Hebrews 11. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says that without faith, it is impossible to please him. In verse 13, he says that all these examples that I've just mentioned, they died in faith, not having received the promise. And they were persuaded of those things and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims. He says, these people are examples for us. The way that they walked was by faith. And we've got to walk in the same path that these people walked. In verse 39, he says, these obtained a good report through faith, though they received not the promises. And so in Hebrews 11, giving all these examples, he says, this is how you should respond. He says, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. This is how we as Christians are to live the Christian life. Walking by faith involves not taking matters into our own hands, but when we are vulnerable, we cry out to God. We plead with him to work on our behalf. We express that we have confidence that in fact he will do it. And then we live and we walk as if we believe that God is really in charge. And so I want to contrast this with the way that someone who does not walk by faith thinks, or the way that someone without a Christian worldview, or someone who has a Christian worldview but is living inconsistent with it, a, a practical kind of atheism almost. How does someone process vulnerability if they're not walking consistent with a biblical worldview? Well, the first thing is that they are anxious and they are fearful. They internalize what's going on and they, they see the vulnerabilities that they have and that cripples them. They're crippled by the past, they're crippled in the present, and they're crippled by what lays ahead in the potential future. Anxiety and fear cripple a person who's not living consistent with this biblical worldview. Or we could say another way that people often respond is they try to micromanage, they try to control everything, and they attempt to make everything that we are obviously incapable of fully controlling, they try to set it all in order and try to manage it themselves. The fact is we don't have that capability. There's a difference between good planning for the future and try to micromanage and make everything happen according to our own purposes. Or sometimes people just become angry, furious, vengeful, taking out frustration on those who that disrupt their plans. And when things don't work out the way that they do, they lash out at other people. We as Christians should walk according to a different standard, a different rule, by a different path, not being crippled by fear and anxiety and trying to over micromanage everything and being anger and vengeful. Rather, we should walk by faith. What is walking by faith? Well, it's reminding us of those same basic truths that we talked about yesterday. God is sovereign. That means he rules. God is good. That means I can trust him. God cares. That means if I go to him, it will actually move him in, in the way that he hears this. 
God is capable of working. If I come to him and he actually desires to accomplish something, he's going to do it. And so I should plead my case before the Lord. Ask him to work on my behalf because I know he's sovereign. I know he's good. I know he cares. I know he's able to work. I lay out my requests and I say, God, I plead with you to work. And then when we have done it, we need to rest in that goodness. We need to rest in that power. We need to rest in his wisdom. We need to wait on him to work with an anticipation that that's exactly what he's going to do. And I think a scripture that just really very, very well uh, lays out this in very simple terms is in Psalm 37. He says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Do not be envious against the workers of iniquity. Trust in the Lord and do good. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself. That's the way we need to be living the Christian life. And I'm not suggesting that that's easy. And I'm not suggesting that we will always be consistent in it. But I want to remind you that when a just man falls, he gets back up. And there are days that we will not walk with a confidence in the Lord that we should. But texts like this, they drive us back to that standard of how the Christian is to live. We are to walk by faith. When we feel this vulnerability, rather than being crippled by it and being anxious and trying to micromanage and becoming angry and frustrated with God and those around us, we need to walk by faith. Cry out to him, trust him, rest in him. May the Lord help us to do that today. Have a great rest of your day and Lord willing, tomorrow we'll continue in our series. Bye now.